0: Hello, friends. It has been a weekend from hell for the Winnipeg Jets. The less said about uh, the games in Florida, the uh, the better for, I think, most Jets fans. But we're not going to avoid the tough subjects. We're going to talk about what exactly this means for the end of uh, this Winnipeg Jets season and why maybe all of this is for the best. All coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Hello, friends. Welcome to tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it's been a weekend that I think most Jets fans would probably appreciate skipping a recap of. But yeah, you know, things weren't great. And we're going to talk about what exactly has transpired, uh, the mood around the team, and you know what it might mean for this upcoming offseason, because it is going to be pretty chaotic. Uh, if you're wondering who I am, though, my name is Harrison Lee. I'm an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets, where you'll get my stream of consciousness, Jets, thoughts, and memes. Uh, as always, thank you so much for choosing to make Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see from this footage, YouTube. You can also check out all of the audio versions on the platforms I just mentioned in case you're not really into audio visual stuff and you only want to hear my voice. Maybe you hate my face. Uh, you can be sure to check us out on those same podcasting platforms. Drop us a follow. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we kick off tonight's episode, though, just wanted to shout out some really cool folks. Uh, our wonderful sponsors at Bet Online are bringing you tonight's episode. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline where the game starts as for tonight's episode, it's going to be a, a fun one. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Florida trip because I feel like that's sort of the springboard for talking about the, the overall state of this team. Um, Florida, I think was a humbling experience for the jets. Uh, as you recall, last week there was the mythical almost blizzard that didn't really materialize in Winnipeg. So, uh, the Wednesday game that was scheduled ended up getting postponed. It was against the Seattle Kraken. And instead, the Jets got to kickstart their schedule back up, facing two of the league's top teams, both of, uh, both of them in the Eastern Conference in Florida, Tampa Bay, and the Panthers. If you want a good lesson in why the Jets are so far behind, uh, you know, the top contenders in this league, all you got to do is take a, a quick trip through Florida and you'll have all of the answers and insight you need. Both the Panthers and the Lightning were faster, more organized, uh, more skilled in terms of their puck movement, their execution, their tactical planning, uh, the power play execution. All of it was just leagues ahead of what the Jets were capable of, Uh, which is kind of sad because at one point that wasn't really the case. The Jets used to be a comparable team to uh, either of these squads. And I think that's something that's very easy to forget. I know that I often probably come across as very harsh, but it's because uh, we've seen what this team looks like when it's like those squads. Unfortunately, where the Jets are now, that's not even close to what we have. Um, this is probably one of the worst Jets squads we've seen in some time, uh, not just because of the on-roster talent, but you know, one of the biggest issues is the tactical acumen. I wasn't really a fan of Paul Maurice, don't get me wrong. I I think that he was also behind the times. But I think we've also seen with Dave Lowry that, you know, Dave has a a lot of these same habits and and beliefs, but, you know, with even less NHL experience. So that didn't really pan out. You know, I I know that he was given the interim tag for the season, but I would you know expect him to know this is going to be the only time that he's on the job as the Jets head coach. I do expect him to go back to the assistant role in the off season and hopefully the jets can bring in a really good voice. But, um, for the time being, you know, the jets, I think their spirit was kind of broken even further than it already is. Um, and you know, the jets are, are at a pretty low point. Let's, let's make that clear. I think the guys are feeling bad and playing both the Panthers and the lightning just blew out any extra confidence they might've had. Uh you know Kyle Connor was asked about the overall shape of the season and why this game uh, especially the Tampa of game where the Jets actually had to leave for a period or so before collapsing uh, you know why the effort looked kind of mediocre at times and Kyle you know in in a rare outburst, I would say said there are guys in the room who aren't motivated to work as hard uh, and and maybe question that among you know a, a litany of things but that one was a quote that stuck out to a lot of folks. Um, and certainly to me, it also stands out because usually you don't see players actively calling out their teammates like this in such a public manner, especially with the Jets. Uh, but this isn't the only time that we've heard this. Paul Stastny said, I believe in the same interview, uh, that Hellebuck, they've, they've basically hung him out to dry time and time and time and time again the entire season, he mentioned. So um, it's clear the vibes are bad with the team. The frustration is building. And I think this means increasingly that we're looking at a major roster turnover of a sort in the off season. Uh, There are going to be some guys who probably leave. I would say Stastny might be on the way out. You know, I don't know why he would have incentive to stay because it's clear as, as good as he's been, uh, the jets aren't really at a point where he is likely to be having a, a really fun playoff run with them next season. So he's only got a few years left of his career. Uh, if I were him, I don't really know the right choice to make. Um, he definitely loves Winnipeg, but I think with the state of the team where it is, uh, that would kind of be the biggest issue uh, and and really the impediment to him returning. Uh, as far as the rest of the team is concerned, I, I would be curious to know um, who you know KFC was referring to. Uh, is it some of the top players? Uh, is he looking at the bottom of the roster, the defense? It's a bit of a mess no matter how you slice it. And I think that I have some theories about who you might be referring to, uh, some thoughts on that, but, you know, we're going to wait and see, uh, you know, who, who kind of shakes out where the fingers start getting pointed, because I think we're going to start hearing more and more grousing over the next couple of weeks. That Florida trip basically ended Winnipeg season. So this is when you start getting the uh, maybe a bit of the name calling and drama. Uh, And, 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 you know, these guys are professionals they're going to do their best to put on a, a brave face in the midst of criticism, but you know, these guys all have limits. And I, th- I think the jets have been pushed beyond that in a little bit. I want to talk about a slight early post-mortem on the season. I'm going to talk about what went right and what I think has gone terribly wrong uh, and, and how the jets might think about rectifying at least a couple of things before we really uh, approach that point, because it is still a few months away. And I think the end of the season you know, we've still got a few games for the Jets to play. Maybe there's some little bit of glimmer of hope somewhere, uh, but I'm not I'm not really holding out my breath. Uh, but before we actually talk about uh, our, our wrap-up on the season, I do want to shout out the wonderful folks at uh, Athletic Greens. If you have never heard of Athletic Greens, they're super awesome. They have this product that I've been using called AG1, and it's fantastic. If you're not really sure what AG1 is, AG1 is this great supplement that's, uh, you know, it's a one glass kind of thing. You mix it in with some water and it has a power packed punch of, you know, vitamins, minerals. It's great for gut health, energy, uh, optimized immune system health, which is really important during these COVID times. Uh, And it's really for folks who just don't like pills. I'm not a big pill person. Um, If you can give me something to drink that doesn't taste awful, you got my attention. AG1 is the perfect option for me because it's got this one delicious scoop of AG1 with some water that's super easy and it it loads you with 75 high quality uh, vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I think it's great. Uh, You know, it's super convenient. I've recommended it to my dad actually because we're all kind of health conscious about that sort of stuff. But, you know, more than anything, you're probably wondering. What is the, you know, what's so great about this compared to all these other other supplements? Well, AG1 is actually going to save you a lot of money. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, all while enjoying a great drink that uh, can help you kick your cold brew habit as well. Uh, you're, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional option, which you really can't go wrong with that. And it's also lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, uh, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, AG-1 is made for your tastes, no matter what you need, uh, and is suited to every single person out there. If you're really interested in getting started, I, I highly recommend that you give them a shot. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And really, it is important to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional balance. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. We appreciate you hanging out with us as we're talking about uh, Winnipeg's recent trip from hell and why it's probably spelled the end of the season. Um, the, I think the biggest thing we're trying to figure out is, where do the Jets go from here? It's it's not abundantly clear yet. Before we go any further, though, I do want to tell you about one of our other really cool podcasts. If you've never heard of Locked On Now, it's one of the most digestible easy easy to watch, easy to listen to uh, shows where we collect all of the hottest action from around your favorite leagues in a super condensed bite-sized format to give you game recaps, trade analysis, big news, rumors, whatever is going on in your favorite sport. We have the pulse of it at Locked On Now. It's free to subscribe and watch, so be sure to do so right now. And as always, you know, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, For the Jets, uh, I know I I mentioned I was going to talk about what went right and what went wrong. So I'll talk about, I guess, the easy stuff first, which is what went right. Um, (laughs) The Jets had a coaching staff change. I guess you could say that is technically a a positive development in certain ways. As much as Maurice meant to the city and, and to a lot of the fans, I think it was clear, uh, both to himself and to a lot of folks who maybe saw some of the issues with his style of coaching and his tactical approach, the Jets just weren't going to be able to progress any further than what they've become, which was pretty mediocre if I'm being honest. I, I like this team, and it's a-, a fun team at times to watch, but uh, anyone who knows where the squad is knows that the you know the 2018 team, it's not what we're seeing now. So. Maurice never could get the team back to that, um, and I think he was incredibly cognizant of this. It's why he ended up resigning. And, you know, I, I think it was the right call, but uh, you can debate the merits of what exactly has followed after that, but certainly that decision, I think, was, you know, for, for both parties, the right choice to be made. Uh, I'll also say that, you know, despite the rougher numbers, uh, Hellebuck's season has probably gone right, relatively speaking. I think that he has... He's covered a lot more of the Jets' mistakes than people realize. Uh, Winnipeg has had one of the worst defenses ever, uh, especially since Maurice has left, because uh, Pomo was definitely a more team-focused defensive coach uh, to the detriment of offensive creation. But in terms of a a team-wide defensive structure, at least that was a little bit more generous than what we have now. Uh, And so... Hellebuck, I think, you know, his numbers look rough, and he's not exactly been up to his usual standards, but I still think relative to what you think he would be giving up, he's done a pretty great job. Um, Nikolai Ehlers has been awesome since returning. I think he and Dubois have had very strong seasons, although Dubois has definitely tailed off over the past month or two. That, I think, is a bit of a note of concern, but Ehlers, uh, since coming back from injury, He's looked as fast as ever. He's finishing tons of opportunities, creating lots of goal-scoring chances. You know, this is this is back to Nick's best, and I think we should expect to keep seeing it uh, throughout the rest of his career. Um, I'm just really glad that he's here again, and he is still probably uh, my favorite jet to watch other than maybe Cole Perfetti. But, I mean, Ehlers just constantly creates. He, he dances around opponents. I, I feel like he's still underrated somehow, which is crazy. I know everyone always says Kyle Connor is the underrated Jet, but, you know, that's just people who don't live in Winnipeg. Anyone who has actually uh, watched this Jets team knows that Ehlers continues to be the breadwinner, and I just hope that he has, like, the longest career ever because he's the best Jet. Uh, As we always joke, he is the best winger in the North, and maybe that's more true than people realize. For all of the things that I just mentioned going right, though, you know, obviously, this season is the way it is because a lot has gone wrong, and I'll talk about what exactly has uh, really failed and and pushed the Jets to this point where they're basically going to miss the playoffs guaranteed. And why you know the options for actually fixing all of this are going to be pretty limited once the off rolls around. Before we continue on, though, I just wanted to uh, shout out tonight's title sponsors at Bet Online. Like I mentioned earlier, BetOnline is a great, awesome source for all of your online betting needs. I don't really do a lot of that. Uh, I know a lot of my friends do. I have, however, actually used BetOnline.net, and I thought it was super easy, super convenient. I placed a bet on a Bundesliga match, you know, a couple hours later, I had the results. It couldn't have been easier. I had never done online betting before, to be honest. Uh, So this was a, a first for me, but it actually went super smoothly. Everything was very clearly explained. Uh, and it really couldn't be any easier. BetOnline is going to be your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. They have all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news. Uh, if you're into basketball, they've got playoff brackets, and if you're also tracking baseball, they've got you covered. MLB season is kicking off. Uh, I'm an Orioles fan, so I just pretend it doesn't exist, but uh, I know a lot of you watch the Jays, and they're, they're going to be covering all of those betting lines and game recaps. They are your source for all of the sporting wagering information you need, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and so much more. To get started, go to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to to check out the latest trends in action and sign up for a free account. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. While you're at it, I would also highly recommend that, you know, if you're still interested in investing in your health, Belt Bar is a fantastic option for those of you looking for a new protein bar that doesn't suck. Uh, I know I've had a lot of protein bars in my life, and a lot of them are pretty nasty, if I'm being honest. Most are dry, desiccated husks, and, you know, they they might say, oh, it's cookie dough flavored, but it tastes like cookie dough that's probably been freeze-dried about 100 times and abandoned in space since the 1970s. So, yeah, you skip those. Built Bar, though, is the first protein bar that really tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It's got great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. I love the raspberry chocolate one. I think that's a great combo. Very classic, very classy, uh, and delicious, to be honest. I love it. But if you want even more inventive stuff, they've also got puff flavors that are filled with like a soft marshmallow interior, churro puff. Let me tell you, that's the bee's knees. But as great as they taste, they're even better for you. With most bars clocking in at around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So no matter what your lifestyle is, whether you're trying to lose weight, have a meal replacement in the morning, uh, or get a supercharge for your workout, Built Bar's ready for you whenever you are. To get started, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Bilt.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight with some thoughts on what has gone wrong for the Jets in a season that feels doomed in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, this wasn't exactly how any of us had hoped things would pan out, but you know, it kind of started off uh, almost from the beginning. The acquisitions of Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon both came at varying costs. The Dillon one was definitely the more expensive of the two. Uh, Brendan, Uh, I think we paid like two second rounders, which was a little bit much. I I like Brendan's game, though, and I felt like if he was to fit in with the Jets, he was going to be worth that asking price, and that didn't happen at all. So Dylan, he's kind of not really panned out. Um, The development of Dylan Sandberg looking more and more like a top-four option and a much better defender overall just kind of seems to highlight why this might have been the wrong decision to make, maybe the wrong acquisition. Schmidt, on the other hand, uh, he kind of comes and goes in waves. I feel like when he's got the right partner, he's dynamite. And when he's away from any of those really skilled partners, it's a disaster. So, you know, for his cap hit and for the term that he's got left on this deal, plus his current age, it's it's a bit hard to figure out what to do with him. I personally still love him and I've got a soft spot, but the team would have to really evolve to make him... uh, fit for the way that he wants to play, how he approaches the game and the creation that he's responsible for, because he is a super creative player, like offensively, he's amazingly gifted, but it kind of comes at the cost of defensive awareness and positioning and with how the Jets play and don't really let their defenders activate, which uh, Brendan Dillon in a very understated way complained about uh, a couple of nights ago. Schmidt doesn't really fit this team if that's going to be their approach. So they need to be more aggressive. And I think that that's something that would be, uh, you know, the first thing the coaches should probably look at, especially because the forwards themselves just need a lot more support. Schmidt can do that. Dylan, maybe not so much, but Schmidt for sure. And, you know, I I think that longer term, you know, Nate might be a, a much better player than what we're seeing right now. But for this season, those acquisitions didn't really move the needle. Uh, I would also say that the acquisitions at the trade deadline haven't really panned out. Appleton's been okay. Uh, Sanford, kind of not really noticeable most nights. Uh, it's not been terrible or anything. It's just, I think you all know when the Jets paid, you know, basically fifth rounders or whatever for two bottom six players. It's because management knew that they weren't going to be game changers, and they weren't looking for that. They were looking for minutes eaters that were familiar with the team or that could play a defensive role, and that's basically all they got with it. There was no investment in trying to win, and I think that was clear. I think that objective was lofty to be, to begin with, um, but a- at least management was correct in the assessment. The single thing that really ended up kind of killing this team, though, was just having a coaching staff change that didn't have a clear replacement in mind to fill in the void. I appreciate Dave for all that he has tried to do for this team, but, you know, Dave is way in over his head, and I think that that is unfortunately showed in the results. Uh, He's tried to get this team back on track, but, you know, being a head coach, trying to take ownership of a locker room that does appear to be pretty fractured. Uh, one that has been divided over the past few years, and one that really needs a leadership change and a new voice to kind of carry it forward. It's a lot to ask. And, you know, Dave doesn't really have the level of coaching experience that wouldn't, you know, suit most NHL head coaches. He's done some stuff with junior teams, you know, for for Canada, and he's certainly done some stuff in, in junior leagues. But this is a different level than I think it's just way harder and a pretty steep learning curve. So unfortunately he wasn't really able to patch things up and get it going throughout the season. Um, and increasingly it just, you look at his body language and I just kind of feel bad for him. I mean, as frustrated as I am with this team, I totally get why things are the way they are. I don't really blame Dave for what's happened. Um, He's just trying to do his best. And I, I think the team has kind of hung out a lot of folks to dry. But, you know, ultimately this is results-based business, and I think Dave is, is going to understand when he's not asked to return as the head coach next season might actually make him a little bit happy too because trying to do this with where the team is at right now and all of the pressure that comes with it, it just has to suck. I mean, it's, being, it's like being the president of the United States or uh, the premier uh, in Canada. It's just, do you really want that title and all of the responsibility it comes with, especially if you're going to struggle with it? Probably not. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, this offseason has the chance to really redefine the direction of the team. But the Jets are going to have to be choosy and careful. Uh, You know, recruit the right staff, look at coaches who are experienced, but not in the ways of losing. I know that sounds very silly, but this team sometimes hires folks who are connected to the organization as friends more so than for their tactical acumen and that can hurt the Jets long-term. So let's get a good coach, maybe even somebody who can also inspire and motivate the team and really bring a fresh perspective because uh, complacency and stagnancy have definitely plagued the squad. There's not been enough accountability, and I think if the Jets can kind of work through some of this, we're going to see a much different team next season and one that hopefully is ready to return to the playoffs. I'd be curious to know how you feel about this, though. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. I'll talk about some of your thoughts in a future episode and maybe go over it over the offseason, do some polls on what you want the Jets to do uh, and what you might be excited for. So stay tuned for that. I I know that there's going to be a lot of discussion points for this team because team kind of has some crossroads to uh, traverse, I would say. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, though, I would highly encourage you to check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey and make them your second listen. Uh, Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so you have no excuse not to check them out. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!